Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two man car. I am back. My name is Jesse Romero, Paul Clay. Paul, are you 10 8? I am. I can't. Go ahead, Paul. I can't. Okay. Yeah. Can you, can you hear me, Jess? I can hear you perfectly. Great. Uh, of, good to yeah. be here. Always um, glad you're back safe, uh, ready to get down to business. Yeah. You know, Paul, there are two prayers in the Holy Bible that I would, well, I would say, number one, the Our Father, or as Protestants call it, the Lord's Prayer taught to us by our Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew 6, is the perfect prayer. But I would have to say, Second to the Our Father, because that was taught directly by the Son of God, the second most perfect prayer in the Holy Bible, in my opinion, because it was it, it was uh, uttered by uh, the Blessed Mother, who's full of grace, and it was the words of the Holy Spirit, is the Magnificat. Paul, can you share this before we start today's show? Yes, I can, Jess, and I, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. What a prayer, and I would just like to announce that prayer and put it out there in the atmosphere today. Right. <clears throat> this is the Magnificat, the prayer of Mary. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in, the, in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to help, to the help of his servant Israel, for he remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children. And just you remember what that promise was, for behold, when Isaiah uh, uh, told King Ahaz, he says, you know, ask the Lord for a sign, for behold, a virgin shall be with child. Right. And uh, that would be the sign. And his name, by the way, is Emmanuel. Mm, that's right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Paul, you know, this is what this prayer here of the Blessed Virgin Mary. This shows that she was steeped in the Bible. Mm. What do I what do I mean by that? <clears throat> if you go back and if you read Hannah's prayer uh, mm -hmm. in, in sacred scripture, Hannah's prayer and the Magnificat are similar. And so the, the, Hannah's prayer is found in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. The Magnificat, Our Lady's Prayer, and Hannah's song <clears throat> are very similar in theme. Thematically, both Hannah and Mary are mothers, and both of them are rejoicing at the birth of an, uh, of an expected child. And so all I would say is Mary knew her Bible. Amen to that. And Mary, would you say, Justin, that uh, Hannah was a type of Mary? Oh, without a doubt. 
all the great women in the Old Testament, Judith and Jael and, and Esther and Ruth, all the great women, they simply prefigured the perfect woman, the one yes. all generations will call me blessed. Uh, yes. they, they all prefigured Our Lady, all these Old Testament heroines. Yep. Yes. Yes, that's powerful. Uh, and knowing that the uh, the ultimate in the you know uh, fulfillment of all that typology is none other, none other than God's masterpiece, the Virgin Mary, our Mother, the Queen of Heaven and Earth. And and you know, Paul, this is something interesting because as, as human beings and as Americans, we're like saying, okay, who's going to save our country? And we're looking yeah. at a lot of a lot of human solutions that say maybe this guy should run for office or this guy or this law. Let's pass this bill. Let's fire this yes. guy. So yes, we're playing a lot of political chess games here as human beings and as Americans. But you know what's going to happen? And we're all going to ultimately one day we're going to say, wow, that's the way the world's going to be spared and saved. God is going to save the world through his mother. Mary, in some way, shape or form, is going to intervene in salvation history and uh, and basically Gather her children, gather her hens, gather her army. These are the prophecies of St. Maximilian Colby, Our Lady of Good Counsel, Our Lady of La Salette. And, and we're going to say, oh, I thought it was the Republicans that were going to save us. I thought it was this person that was going to save us. I thought it was that person that was going to save us. No. Oh, I thought it was the Supreme Court. No. <laughs> Ultimately, the Blessed Virgin Mary will intervene in salvation history in some mysterious way. And she's going to gather all the ones who hear the voice of her son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, I, I love I love when I hear you say that, Jess, because it's absolutely true. And if you're, you know, uh, I know a lot of non-Catholic Christians, you know, they don't really understand the, uh, the dogma of Mary and how she fits into God's plan of salvation. But when you do understand it, it to me, it's like music to my ears, because you see, when when you really under, you have to, in order to understand the full picture, Jess, you have to understand certain things about God. And one of the things you have to understand is you have to understand the sacraments. You know, uh, what do I mean by that? You know, oh, we all know that God saves. There's no doubt about that. And we all agree that God is the one who saves, but it's the how he saves. And, and so w when we're talking about the sacraments, God takes the things in nature, the things in creation, and he consecrates them in such a way that uh, these outward signs, uh, they communicate invisible gracious to us, you know, and, 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 and that's the beauty of a sacrament. You know, there's that mystery there, mysterion, right? Yeah. Uh, where we receive that. And, 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 and likewise, uh, when you understand the blessed mother, here she was fully human, but yet prepared by God that she could participate in a sacramental way to bring about the salvation of the world because she truly is the mother of life, all life, because she bore Jesus Christ, the, who, who sacred scripture says in him was life and the life was the light of men. Amen. Uh Paul, I want to I want to continue talking about Our Lady these next couple of minutes. I just want to mention one thing that we won't get to. You can read it on your own. There's an article here. You can read it on your own because it's very lengthy. It's very meaty. It's called The Wisconsin Purchase, How Mark Zuckerberg's Millions 
and the mm. Center for Technology and Civic Life turned Wisconsin blue in 2020. So if you want to hear an article, read an article about the way the election was stolen by mm. Mark Zuckerberg's $400 million, $419 million <clears throat> given to uh, basically shore up the Democrat vote. Uh, you can read the article. It's on our show page, vmpr.org or jesseromero.com. The article's called How Mark Zuckerberg's Millions and Center for Technology and Civic Life Turned Wisconsin Blue in 2020. It's all there. Paul, I would say this also. Even Protestants kind of understand the role of Mary. Some of the traditional Protestants. Uh, mm-hmm. I was the uh, the song that you and me you've sang this a bunch of times uh, the battle hymn of the republic okay mm-hmm. that, that song was written by a protestant her name is julia ward she's an episcopalian and later she became a unitarian but on the second paragraph here's what the song says and all americans sing this song it says this let the mother of the savior crush the serpent with her heel since mm. god is marching on okay so this is a national American hymn where this Protestant author of the Battle Hymn of the Republic states that Mary crushes the devil's head. It's right wow. paragraph two of the other frame. Let them I don't want to sing it. Let the mother of the Savior crush the serpent with her heel, since God is marching on. You'll Amen. Also, you'll also find, Paul, all the women in the Old Testament prefigured Mary, Hannah. JL, the woman who yes. killed that wicked uh, general, Canaanite general Sisera, uh, yes. put a, a, a slammed a peg in, in, in his temple. Uh, there's also an unknown Jewish woman in, in Judges 953 who threw who a hundred pound rock on the top of King Abimelech's head, a Canaanite, uh, a, yeah, a, just, a wicked talk, king. Talk about the significance of that, Jess, because here it shows the heroine in the Bible uh, who who is exactly, you know, uh, doing battle with a type of antichrist, a type of Satan, and and she deals the death blow to the head. Tell us about the significance of that and how that fits in with the Blessed Mother in that scripture in, in Genesis. That's It's basically biblical theology. It was called the principle of typology, which means... All the old, all the Old Testament persons, places, and things prefigure or foreshadow the greater realities in the New Testament: Christ, the Church, and Our Lady. You have yeah. three. You have three Old Testament women, holy women: Jael, Judith, and another unknown Judith, another unknown Jewish woman in Judges nine fifty three. All three of them crush the head or cut off the head of wicked kings during battle. Why did God put this in the Bible? That young holy women would cut the heads off, or crush the head with a rock, or or or, or shove a peg in a, in a king, wicked king's temple. Why? Because God is preparing us to remind us that in the future, He would send, He would predestine His mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary, and she would be the fulfillment of all these women who would crush the head of prefigurements of the Antichrist or Satan, and. Mm. So, all of this is to give us, just to let us know, kind of a dress rehearsal. This is what's going to happen in the future. It's going to happen through my mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary. Amen. Jesus 911, two-man car. We're going to talk about uh, pro-abortion Catholics who sacrilegiously vandalize Our Lady's Shrine.
now, back to Jesus 911. <laughs> if this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Hey, hey Jess, before we continue on with the uh, conversation about our Blessed Mother, I just want to make one comment. You mentioned that article about uh, Zuckerberg uh, and his millions that he uh, dumped into the Wisconsin election in order to influence uh, the election. It's kind of funny because when I when I read that, it reminded me of, uh, the, you know, just what the Bible says about money and how, you know, uh, uh, it, it, well, let's look at what happened to our Lord. He was betrayed for 30 pieces of silver, you know, and uh uh, Judas sold out the Lord for 30 pieces of silver. And, and you know, it seems like uh, the American people, you know, through the, the power of money and uh, uh, this, this economy that the world has built up is being attacked and sold out for money. Yep, you're right, Paul. But you, let me give some good news. You, something that's happening in Arizona, hopefully, hope this uh, <clears throat> spreads all over the country. In Arizona, they're going to be voting on a bill, which is very common sense. It's it's a bill on election integrity, mm-hmm. which which basically says it's a bill with teeth. It says you got to vote uh, on, on 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 one day only. Okay, one day, one vote. Everybody has to have an ID. There will be no machines anymore. The precincts have to be small. No mail in ballots. No drop off boxes. And uh, and 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 so we they they're going to try to severely restrict absentee voting only to militaries that are out of town. So yeah, they're going to be voting on that this week. Hopefully, it passes here in Arizona because if it does, uh, elections will never be stolen again because these are all the things that ba- Zuckerberg basically bought and paid for. Oh yeah, and Jess, uh, y- you know the Democrats right now are so desperate to uh you know under the guise of uh voting rights and and you know uh, accusing uh, uh conservatives of voter suppression well no what they want is they want the elections so loose that anybody can vote that somebody can just walk past a homeless person on the street and say hey dude what's your name let me fill out this for you and drop it in the mailbox with no proof of anything and they call that you know, uh, voter rights. And all we're saying, let's make it clear, is listen, we don't care uh, what your vote is. Well, we do care. But what I'm saying is it's your right to vote the way you want to vote. However, you know, uh, it needs to be uh, validated. You need to be, you know, you need to prove you are who you are and that you have the right to vote. And if those things and checks and balances are put in place, well, you know what, then we'll have to live with the results of the election. But those things are not in place, and Democrats are fighting like wild animals, uh, like caged animals, in order to uh, uh, disrupt our uh, this beautiful country and the things that we've stood for. And I just pray and hope that uh, the two people uh, in, the, uh, in the House uh, Joe Manchin on one side and and and, and, and oh, both of them on the same side, I guess. And Kristen Cinema, yeah. I hope they stand firm and uh, because their vote really will decide what the fate and the future of this country uh, will be, uh, absent uh, God's intervention, of course. That's right, Paula. And I'll tell you, the Democrats, uh, 
they're saying they're saying that well we you know the the election integrity that the republicans are trying to pass it's racist really i'm a i'm a hispanic american you're a black american uh, are you offended that you have to show as a black and me as a Latino? Are you offended that we have to show our ID when we vote? Are you I'm, kidding me? You I'm gotta, proud to show my ID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let, let me tell you, the Democrats don't speak for Paul Clay, who's black, and they don't speak for me, who's Hispanic. Okay. Yep. In fact, if you want to talk about the party of racism, uh, they're the party of slavery, secession, segregation, and uh, and same-sex marriage. Paul, I want to talk a little bit. What? Let me just mention something. Today's the saint of the day is a, a, a Saint Francis de Sales, a doctor of the Church. Look at what he said about the Blessed Virgin Mary. <clears throat> then we'll go to today's topic. Saint Francis de Sales, doctor of the Church, he said this: When you say the Hail Mary, the heavens smile, the angels are filled with new joy, yes. earth exults, hell trembles, and the demons are put. To flight, St. Francis de Sales. One Hail Mary makes hell tremble and the demons put to flight. Speaking of make, making hell tremble, <clears throat> this is an oxymoron here, pro-abortion Catholics. That's an oxymoron. But it doesn't surprise me. Look what they've done. They sacrilegiously vandalized Our Lady Shrine in D.C., which is an attack on Almighty God. Yep. What happened is at the March for Life over the weekend, Thousands of God's people, pro-lifers, were in Washington, D.C. to witness the sanctity of life and the dignity of every unborn baby in the womb. <clears throat> and uh, it's uh, so it's not surprising that the Catholic marchers met in the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception for, for a prayer vigil over the weekend in preparation for the next day. And while they were inside praying pray before the Blessed Sacrament for the unborn babies, and for the scared mothers and fathers who feel that they have no choice or who are crippled by physical or mental wounds caused by abortions while they were do while they were while they were doing all of these things what do you think the cynical pro abortion group catholics for choice was doing by the way a group that's funded by george soros mm. they were projecting giant pro abortion messages onto the basilica itself and what if these messages say number 1 one in four abortion patients are Catholic. Uh, mm. another, another image they put was pro-choice Catholics, you're not alone. Another thing they projected on the Basilica wall was Catholics for choice. And, and they had it imposed on a cross. This is sick. This is cynical. This is blasphemous. And Ashley Wilson, the director of communications and strategy for this sick group, Catholics for Choice, funded by George Soros, they explained their actions on Twitter. They said this, quote, I am tired of feeling ashamed and stigma for being a pro-choice Catholic. And I'm not here for people to judge my own personal relationship with God. We want pro-choice Catholics to know this is your church too. Paul, comments? Yes. When I, when I heard that statistic, you know, uh, you know, that they boldly proclaim one in four uh, uh, abortion patients are Catholic, uh, uh, I wish we, you know, we could go back to, to the days of self-flagellation -flagell where I'd just get down on my knees and I'd start beating myself with a whip, you know, in, in order to just, uh, uh, you know, uh, do penance. You know, 
Yes, penance. do penance. Do yeah. pen Thank you. Take the words right. for me. Do penance for such a great and grievous offense to our Lord and Savior. Because, see, this is what people don't understand. They boldly proclaim these lies and they speak these things out into the universe and they offend a holy God. And what they don't realize is judgment is coming. If you know anything about God, you know this, that the judge of all the earth shall do what is right. And he's he's not he's not slow. He's patient because he for our sake, for the sake of the elect, for the sake of those that he loves, he has, you know, tarried. But guess what? As the sin rises to a certain level, um, all, all I got to say is uh, hold on, because uh, God, uh, he will avenge the unborn. Paul and and uh, these these quote-unquote pro-choice Catholics, which is an oxymoron to being a Catholic, yep. they're going to fall under the condemnation if they don't repent of our Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew 12, 36, where he says, mm -hmm. I tell you, on the day of judgment, men will render account for every careless word they utter. Wow. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. And he'll slay them with the breath of his mouth. Yes, absolutely. If they don't repent, that's exactly what's going to happen. And, yep. and, I'll, and I'll tell you, just when, when you look at uh, just what, what, what exorcists in the Catholic Church teach about Catholics who say one thing out of their mouth when they should know better, you'll have exorcists all over the country. That they say that a demon is attracted to one who blesses God and curses God with the same tongue. What do they mm. mean by that? This means that a demon looks for inconsistencies in speech and actions in Catholics. And yep. these inconsistencies represent vulnerabilities where the demon comes in and attacks. Because demons know sacred scripture, Jess, that a double-minded man, he is unstable in all his ways. And that's why they're attracted because to that instability because they they at that point they take them they manipulate them and they use them uh you know uh in a mocking way against god because they bear the seal just they have that indelible seal of baptism and nothing more than a demon like it's basically like almost like uh for you know if i can say it in harsh way like a you know, when they say uh, a pimp turns a woman out, right? He, you know, you know, in the beginning, he doesn't come out and say, you know, I'm a pimp. He he acts like he's he's their boyfriend and, you know, hey, they're all good and everything else. And then the next thing you know, bam, he reveals his true nature. That's right. And uh, and the book of James talks a lot about Paul, <clears throat> about the tongue, the misuse of the tongue. And they, boy, boy, these these quote unquote pro-abortion Catholics. Uh, I don't know what they don't realize about murder. Murder, according to the Bible, is one of the four sins that Christ to heaven for God to avenge it. And uh, we've got to continue praying for these Catholics that are malformed, misinformed Catholics, that they would come to repentance. Because what they're doing is they're, they're bringing scandal to the body of Christ. They're bringing yes, scandal. Yes, and let's not forget what, what, what James says, Jess, that if any man consider himself to be religious and does not bridle his tongue, his religion is worthless. Yeah, I like uh, where this uh, the article says in LifeSite News, it says this, and as for the idea, pro-choice Catholics, it's your church too, 
No, dear friends, it's Christ's church. He said, yes. on this rock, I will build my church. Amen. Saul was persecuting the Christians. Christ said, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It's not your church at all. It's yes. not my church. It's not pro-lifers church either. It's That's Christ's right. church. And if we want to be members of it, as the theology goes, we have to externally profess the Catholic faith. And Amen. those who publicly fail to do, sever themselves from that church. That's called heresy. Yes, Jess, if, yes. The, if, if the Lord were here today, just like he had every right to drive those money changers out of the temple, he had every right to bind those demons and cast the strong man out because it is his church. And if we're here to emulate Christ today, to, to be imitators of Christ, when we run into Catholics like that, we need to send them running with their tail between their legs because they have no business in our church. And you must be willing to empty a church before you can fill it. It's not about compromise. You know, a lot of people say that doctrine divides and so they want to soften up doctrine so everybody can come in and we can be one big happy family. No, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Be ye separate. Come out from amongst them. Let the doctrine of Christ unite us and let, let the doctrine of Christ send unbelievers running. Amen. Jesus 911, two-man car. We're fired up this morning. We'll be right back. Stick around. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Wow. Paul, you spend uh, almost 32 years over there working in Los Angeles County. You ended your career as a lieutenant. I was basically born and raised there all my life. But uh, even Gavin Newsom, the failed governor from California, he went over uh, to Los Angeles to the, uh, to the Los Angeles railroad tracks over by Lincoln Heights. And when he got there, I don't know if he did it just to, to – just grandstand for the cameras but he said of course <laughs> yeah he says what the hell is going on uh he said that after he saw thousands of stolen stolen trash delivery boxes along the la train tracks and obviously he's been massively mocked because people think that he's just grandstanding mm -hmm. uh, you know he put on some work gloves and 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 he was all you know picking up the photo up <laughs> yeah yeah he was picking up uh you know boxes from the railroad tracks He's been taking a lot of flack from a lot of the media, both left and right, and they've been criticizing him for this, for these uh, cardboard boxes and all this other refuge uh, that makes the the Los Angeles railroad tracks there in uh, in Lincoln Heights. It makes it look like a third world country. Yep. And uh, I, I can't imagine being a resident in Southern California, you know, ordering something from UPS or from FedEx. And it's being shipped shipped by the train. Paul, can you imagine tens of thousands of people in Southern California that are waiting for their delivery are never going to get it because it's been stolen by homeless and probably yes. other or, organized thieves. Yep. And and their and and their merchandise has already it's been stolen, and the yep. boxes have been discarded there in the railroad tracks. Yep. What say you, Jess? For every action, there's an equal and an opposite reaction. 
What do I mean by that? <clears throat> These liberals who have put liberal uh, DAs in power, like George Cascon in L.A., uh, these they have these liberal DAs that are not enforcing the clearly enforcing the laws that are on the books. Uh, criminals no sooner than they get arrested are they being bailed out by by monies funded by these billionaires so that they can continue their destructiveness. Uh, these liberal um, uh, bodies, uh, legislators that are changing laws that are changing laws like uh, uh, possession of uh, uh, heroin, methamphetamine, GHB, which is the date rate drug, uh, drug and other drugs. Uh, they're just a misdemeanor. They say, oh, well, they're, they're not really hurting anybody but themselves. They have not seen the destructive behavior of these people. Number one, when they run out of their drugs, they will steal from their own parents. They will break down your door. They will do whatever it takes. Not to mention when they're in, uh, when they're under the influence, they will go out and try to rob stores, uh, kill people in the meantime, and they'll wake up the next day and they don't know what happened. They will beat their spouses. And I'm tired of hearing them say that these things are victimless crimes just because there are the the casualties are numerous and they are spread out across the gamut. Paul, I don't know another cop that's that's actually spend more time talking to ex-convicts and getting into the mind of an ex-convict like yourself. I mean, I've watched you for years talk to some of the hardest ex-convicts, and I think you'll agree with me. The only thing that works to turn a man whose heart is black, whose intellect is deformed and malformed. The yep. only thing that could flip a man is when they get to know who Jesus Christ is and surrender their life to him. I've seen you talk to at least a hundred of the worst convicts in Los Angeles County fighting their court cases. Some were convicted of heinous crimes on their way to you know, prison for life or death row. And Paul, these guys would be, be very candid and open with you that the only thing that changed their life was the relationship with Jesus Christ, correct? Oh, yes, Jess. And, and I, and I got to tell you, the one thing about a convict like that, they know they can, hey, they can call BS BS. They know uh, it's instantly when they're having a conversation with you, you know, uh, uh, if your motives are pure or if, you know, you're just, you know, jaw jacking about something that's irrelevant. And let me tell you something. Uh, I, I've been told by many of them, they say, you know, I can see, I can see uh, the Lord in you, you know, God allowed, you know, because what the Bible says that, uh, that, uh, you know, you know, because let's face it, even though they're in prison, Jess, and even though they're, they're down on their lives, many of them bear the indelible seal of baptism. Many of them have received the sacraments. And so my sheep hear my voice, Jesus said. And so if you allow yourself to be used by Christ to proclaim his excellencies, to proclaim his word, when people hear it, it cuts through all the darkness. It pierces 
right through the bone and divides bone and marrow, Jess. This is what the word of God does. And his promise, Jess, is that it shall not return void. And you're right, Jess. The only thing I've seen change a man, and I've seen it change uh, to the point that I would bet my life on it, uh, that some of these changes is, is God. When a man encounters, uh, when a man strips himself of all of his human uh, uh, infirmities that he that he suffers with, and he falls on his face before God, and he says, "God, have mercy on me, a sinner." God, Amen. you will see you will see the hand of God move. You well, you and me have seen it for years, but I think you've seen yep. it more than myself because nah. I mean, you had you had a particular uh, a particular calling to reach out to a lot of ex convicts, and I, I would just watch the way their their lives when Christ came into their life. Uh, all of a sudden, it's like they, like St. Paul says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. And that's exactly, Paul, what needs Southern California needs a yes. rebirth, a renaissance of Christianity, Amen. a revival. Because yes. what's happening in Southern California, this is, uh, this is dangerous, Paul. The, the article says this. It says, KCBS reported that Newsom complained that those responsible for the package thefts are arrested as individuals as though they're not connected to the whole. We need to change that. He said 280 suspected thieves have been arrested so far, the station added. Uh, KCBS says, from October 2020 to October 2021, rail theft has exponentially increased by 356%, according to Union Pacific. And in a letter addressed to the Mm -hmm. LA County DA's office, the company blamed what it called a spiraling crisis, uh, on what you said, on the no-cash bail policy put forth by the Liberal District Attorney's Office and said many of the arrested suspects returned the next day. And it, it's just not arrest and walk away, Newman said. You got to do the work and present the case and see the folks prosecute it, not condoning this behavior. There's nothing acceptable about this behavior. So Newsom is saying one thing, but he's governed in a different way. Right now, of, of course. course. Yeah, he doesn't want to take gunfire from the press, so he's acting like a conservative. But uh, he he's talking and acting like a conservative because he got his policies uh, have, in effect, uh, caused this to happen at the Union Station uh, Railroad. The, the station also said that the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, LAPD, and the California Highway Patrol have been charged with cracking down on the rail theft. Mm. Uh, Newsom got mocked by a lot of people. They called him a hack and a worthless dolt, which I would have to agree with those words, those (laughs) descriptions. Uh, Stephen Miller, a podcaster, said, uh, yeah, boy, how did that happen? He looked around asking in regard to Newsom. You also have uh, another uh, another podcaster said, what a hack. Another another user said of the governor, you advocate and support the policies that enable these felons to move from one side to site, robbing and threatening our city. Resign, you worthless dolt. Another person, <laughs> another another person posted about Newsom folks. Oh, they're folks now. They're criminals that are let loose back on the streets by the California criminal justice system with little or no repercussions. Many the same day. Most studies show that a small number of criminals perpetuate a large percentage of crimes. Lock them up. Here's another one. Newsom does a photo op cleaning up the mess after pictures of this fiasco went viral as if this will solve the problem. Here's one more post. 
Newsom is complaining more about how the news covers it than talking about catching the criminals. Uh, Paul, he's he, he. This guy is probably the worst governor that California's had, and right now he's like uh, Muhammad Ali. He's up against the ropes and he's yeah. open dope. Yeah. Well, listen, Jess. What have we learned? As you know well, sacred scripture says, uh, "Thy word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path." It shows me where I'm standing and it shows us the direction that we need to go in. By what you're reading here, Jess, it's clear that Gavin Newsom is a double-minded man. He is unstable in all his ways, uh, thus bearing out sacred scripture. And the only thing, and here, here's something that the Lord has laid on my heart, Jess. A lot of times, you know, when I talk, I talk about them and, and what they're doing. But guess what? We're part of the them in, in the greater sense of we are all sons of Adam in that in, in, in that regard, and we are part of the human race, even though, yes, I know we're part of the redeemed. Uh, so in that role of uh, members of the mystical body of Christ, Christ laid down his life for the them over there, and we need to understand our role as Catholic Christians, as any Christian. If you're a Christian, your role is to lay down your life. Your role is to be uh, humble and lowly at heart. And we need to, you know, uh, 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 do whatever we can to try to bring them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, because there are no political solutions, Jess. The only solution to this is Christ. The only solution is to lift up the name of Christ. He says, if I be lifted up, I will draw men unto me. He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, right? Humble yourself and pray. Yep, liberalism is a sin. And Gavin Newsom is a Catholic liberal. Liberalism is a sin. We'll be right back. Don't stick around. Don't change that dial. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. So what is the solution? 2 Chronicles 714. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven yes. and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Yes. We need personal repentance. We need national repentance. Yes. This is the solution, not some political strategy, not some, uh, you know, uh, you know, some backroom, uh, you know, uh, you know, checkers and chess likes strategies to try to uh, make America great. No. What's needed is to bring God front and center, become one nation under God, that every American may be able to beat their breast and say, in God we trust. That's the only thing that's going to spare us from the scourge of liberalism. Yes. Yes. The scourge of liberalism, Jess. Hey, Jess, I'd like to just uh, remind everybody from our first pope and just uh, read a couple of verses uh, sure. in, in Second Peter 
chapter three, verses eight, starting. But do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as of a thousand years and a thousand years is as of one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is forbearing toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise and the elements will be dissolved with fire and the earth and all its works that are upon it will be burned up. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of persons ought you to be in lives, uh, uh, in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for the hastening, the coming uh, of the day of the Lord, because of which the heavens will be kindled and dissolved and the elements will melt with fire. But according to his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. You see, Jess, our hope is not on this earth. This earth is, uh, by the way, according to the law of second thermodynamics, we are winding down. Things are getting worse. They are not getting better. Uh, 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 the sin of man is continuing to just magnify. Hey, you know, I, I, interesting stat, Jess. Did you know that since you and I graduated from high school back in 1979, the population on the earth has doubled? Interesting. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? It has doubled uh, in just that short amount of time. Uh, you know, and the reason why I believe God is allowing it, to, you know, because he wants to get all the saints in there that he can before all this thing comes to culmination. I, I, uh, I wholeheartedly concur. It makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Paul, going back to things that are happening here on planet Earth, this Earth that will one day be destroyed by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, yep. by fire. Yep. But uh, every time we talk about, or what some people call a conspiracy theory, a few years <laughs> ago, it's funny the way in a few short years it's no longer conspiracy; it's a matter of American history. It's a matter of, of, of it's a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. There's a Washington bill, if approved, oh. it, will, it will authorize a strike force to send unvaccinated to COVID internment camps. You're probably yeah. thinking, what? Are you kidding me? So this Washington State Board of Health has proposed several revisions to this bill. It's WAC 246-100-040. This bill will include the new COVID protocol under the Act, and the, re and the revision involves procedures for isolation or quarantine, which would allow health officers to issue an emergency detention order causing a person or group of persons to be immediately detained for purposes of isolation or quarantine. Mm. So the proposed revision will require health officers to provide documentation that prove unvaccinated citizens who are subjected for detention have denied requests for medical examination, testing, treatment, counseling, vaccination. Among other things, prior to involuntary confinement, in quarantine facilities. In addition, the amended law will empower health officers to call upon law enforcement officials to assist with the execution of the law. Well, they're going to need them because I can tell you, yeah. it just 
if they want to hasten civil war in this country, go ahead and enact bills like that because uh, no health official is going to do anything without a bunch of guns behind them. And, 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 and as you know, we are grossly misrepresented as far as our numbers out there in society as police officers. We can't even contain uh, the, and enforce the laws that are on the books right now. And they think that we're going to take the time to sit there and try to uh, 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 back up the health officials and arrest people for not taking the shot. Give me a break. So you, this, can uh, tell, you, can tell, you can tell liberals have you know, made these laws up. It's like the law where they say, oh, you need to wear your mask in your house. How do you enforce that one? You know, everybody, you know, you know, it's like, you know, these people are on Fantasy Island, Jess, and they're not dealing with the reality of what's really going on. They're not looking at the fact that uh, uh, in, in England right now, they basically said COVID's over. We're not doing anything more. We're right, not doing right. anything more. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, I'm to be honest with you, liberalism to me, it, it not only is it a sin, I mean, there's an old classic book that was written 150 years ago by two Spanish priests from Spain called Liberalism is a Sin. And uh, it's it's one of the Tan's bestsellers. But I'll, like tell you not, I'll tell you not only that, uh, there's another author, Michael Savage, who calls liberalism a mental disorder. I I think he's theologically correct. I'll tell you why. Because liberalism, according to Catholicism, it is an intellectual disorder because the mind refuses to assent to divine revelation, to God's revealed truths. So oh, yeah. liberalism is an intellectual disorder where the mind becomes darkened, refuses to assent to divine revelation, which, by the way, is a sin. And liberalism is also, it's a moral disorder because mm -hmm. the, the will refuses to submit to the commandments of God. Yes. In yes. both cases, liberalism is an intellectual disorder. It's a, it's a moral disorder. And in both cases, they're sins because they, well, reject, right. they reject divine revelation. They yes. reject any standards or, yes. or, 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 or any yes. guidance for proper action. Yes, they they, um, you know, to, to be liberal, you know, in, in, in the in the literal sense is to be a free thinker, you see. And it sounds good. I, I'm, I'm a free thinker. But you see, God is a God of order and he has ordered the universe and our freedoms are not free to do whatever the heck we want. You know, evil does not have rights. OK, so God has ordered the universe and he has determined uh, uh, what is good and what is evil. And we are only free to partake of the good. OK, and the evil that we choose is, God, you know, God will allow that in his permissive will. But at the same time, uh, remember, uh, in the end, if a man uses his free will, and he fails to repent, he fails to bring himself under subjection of, of God, then his free will is going to be the cause of his own demise. God will judge that person and he will be an instrument of God's judgment. You see, the Bible says everything was created for a purpose, even the wicked man for the day of destruction. Now, God didn't create him wicked, but he chooses to be wicked. And so God allows him to exist for the very purpose of magnifying his justice. That's right. That's right. Uh, the, the justice of God is magnified by the wicked and the mercy of God is magnified by the righteous.
and 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 ultimately the solution to all the problems that faces this country and this world is Pope Pius XI, 100 years ago, he talked about it in his encyclical called Christ the King. He, mm. he said this, liberalism is precisely a form of cowardice, Pope Pius XI said 100 years ago. He mm. says, liberalism denies the kingship of Christ, denies his power by right over human society. This current Christian heresy is complicated Liberalism eliminated the kingship of Christ by saying something innocent that religion was a private matter and therefore nations should respect all religions and the church should not get involved in things that don't concern her. In other words, in public affairs. So this is the problem, Paul, is that even Catholics have denied the social kingship of Christ personally in their heart. Every Catholic is supposed to say, Lord, you are king of my heart. You govern my life. And every Catholic is also supposed to push and advocate for the social kingship of Christ in the nation that they live in. Amen. Amen. And we all need, you know what? All of us can, can, can take note and listen to that and say, Lord, help, you know, be, I, I want you to become every day more king of my life. Yeah. Every day, help me to surrender you know, it's like it's like we're we're like a house, Jess, and we have all these different rooms and closets. And slowly but surely, we open up this one to the Lord. But you know, you can't you can't have this one yet. You know what I mean? And, and the reality is, is uh, God, you know, God wants to be Lord of all, and that's that has to be our attitude. Uh, we're not all, uh, you know, uh, you know, perfected at this point. We're all works in progress. But God is saying, trust me. Open the door. And let me let me be Lord of your life in every area. <clears throat> and let's not forget, don't lose your peace uh, over yeah. the, the lies of Fauci or the, the lies of uh, yeah. Biden or anybody else. Remember, Christ told us, my peace I give to you, Ooh. not as the world gives to you, yes. that yes. I give to you. Remember, yes. Christ has given us his peace, which doesn't mean the cessation of war and bombs and bullets. No, what 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 peace means in Hebrew, shalom, or in Greek, irene, it means reconciliation and healing and in the arms of God, yes. the Father for yes. all eternity. Yes. Amen, Jess. Listen, um, God has taught me that one firsthand. Sometimes I can allow my problems and worries to run away with me and there's no peace there's no rest for the wicked so so the bible says yeah there's just no peace but the minute i trust god the minute i i, I grab onto him and and read his word and strengthen myself man i'm ready for battle amen i amen that's a wrap to uh, retired cops that love the lord love our lady love the holy mother church we are 10-7 E-O-W end of watch. Up next, Gary Machuda, where the high-level apologetics coming to you from the Midwest Command Center. <laughs>